Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Roger, the host of Latino Vegano, which had the opportunity to be on the show a few weeks ago. Roger, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Maxine. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, of course. Very excited we get to chat. Um, so Robert put us in contact maybe like a, like yeah. a month ago, potentially, and we got to <laughs> connect on on your show. So very excited to have you on mine here. Um, I'd love to talk about your transition to veganism mm -hmm. because I yeah. know you went vegan way before it was cool and there was all these foods and information that we have today. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what got you into this journey? Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, like I say, And uh, I'll share a little bit of my story. Um, so I was, I'm originally from Panama. And um, and so if a lot of people know, so just like any Latin country, they're really very heavy into the culture. Culture is like their big thing. And right? a lot of these countries, they, they rely heavily on, on their culture because they have uh, what they call like a custom food or, or typical food, they call it. They got a typical way to they dress and then all they have this different type of, of cultural things right so the reason why i say that is because that's where my journey started it so started it uh actually 20 years ago and um and the way i got into it was um i actually have a friend and my friend he's um he's vegan oh he was he was a vegetarian or strict vegetarian that's how i used to call it back then and um i used to we used to hang out a lot and when i used to see him um just say i'm eating a pizza right or i'm eating a burger and he was like no i don't i don't want that I don't, I don't eat that but he was constantly and i'm like what's wrong like what you know what 20 year old person doesn't want to eat you know all this junk food right yeah who doesn't uh, want pizza and it, <laughs> right he's like no i don't eat that i don't eat that so but he never told me exactly why he was eating and you know i'm very curious i'm like man, what's going on? Like, why you don't want to eat this food? And then he was like, well, you know, I, I, I'm adopted this, this diet. You know, like you adopted what? A diet? Like, why? Like, why? I mean, what's the reason that you did that? So all that curiosity, uh, I started asking questions and see, since he started seeing that I was more interested in knowing, he handed me a book. Um, this book's called The Mucleus Diet. And, um, and it starts a lot about you know a lot about your plants in your body and eating clean and all these different things but it has a it, the book has a lot of medical terms and and i'm like i'm a very simple guy so i was like I, this is not resonating with me so um but that's basically how i started and then from there what i decided to do was i decided to go online and i decided to go online and research and then what really got me into like making the decision to go vegan was like I saw a video, like a PETA video, where they're talking about like mm. slaughtering the animals and stuff like that. And then yeah. when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that completely like impacted me. Like the food that I'm eating is that. And uh, yeah, that, that completely changed it. So literally, no pun intended, too forky. I, I, too forget, yeah. I went vegan the next day. I was like, okay, I'm vegan. But of course, I didn't know, I didn't have enough um, data of like, what is vegan? Or how do we eat? Or any of those things. So that kind of took a little hinge on my health, you know, I lost some weight. I mean, every 
first thing that happens when you do that transition, people are like, hey, man, that's because you're not eating meat, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the first thing they say. I'm like, no, not really. I'm, I'm not eating. Like, basically, I was like, if this is if this is not something that I consider that is a vegan food, I'm just not going to eat it. So I, yeah. I, my my worst thing was that I took I decided not to eat at all. And of course, you yeah. can't you can't just not with no calories. We all know yeah. that right? that's not a healthy way of doing it. So doing that, um, I kind of had a, a little setback with the sense of my transition. So I I started to get more information, look for more details, and more information. How do I do the, this, this transition? I really know I didn't have no, no no one. The only the only actually mentor or guy that I had was this friend of mine. I went and talked to him about it. And um, he gave me a couple of tips there and there, but that was about it. At this point, I was um, still living with my parents. So I relied a lot on, you know, what my mom was cooking and all the different things, right? I wasn't really like self, self-independent self at that point, although I, I, was, I was working, but I wasn't really, really cooking and doing anything like that. But yeah. um, but then in that in that process, I, uh, I met several people were in this, not necessarily the same journey, but they were... They were different. They were had different journeys, but they were also eating very similar to what I was eating. And then we started helping each other, and that, I think that actually helped me a lot. Then two years later, I moved to New York, and then from there, it was easier for me to to go on into a lifestyle. So that's kind of how yeah. my journey started. And so, how long ago was that when you transitioned? That was in two thousand and two. <laughs> 2002 all right so like 21 years into it now 21 years in it yeah so in september this year i will actually be 21 years officially you know one funny thing that i had to share so um when i when i went vegan that same year in 2002 um i took a trip with my friend of mine the same friend actually uh like six months further down my actually before even i i switched vegan we took a trip we went to argentina so if people don't know argentina is one of like the biggest uh, meat uh, consumption countries in the world, right? They yeah. they literally like they die breed meat basic basically, right? Yeah. For all my yeah. Argentinian friends, so I went to a trip to Argentina and I'm trying to transition to a vegan. Like it doesn't really make sense. But what funny was that during that trip, I met this guy, and then this guy introduced me. This guy was a, is a Rastafarian, and so Rastafarian mostly eat vegetarian food. Yeah. Um, and he introduced me to Satan. So what was the first actual vegan? Food that I ever had was Satan. And I yeah. was like, man, this stuff is amazing. Like, I don't even know how he cooked it, but he was just like, this is amazing. Like, if I can eat like this every day, I'll be, it'll be so great. But yeah. um, but then when I went back to reality, like, no, now you gotta eat tofu and soy milk. <laughs> yeah, it never tastes as good as a restaurant, it's kind of people that prepare it for you. But that's that's Absolutely. kind of funny that it's in Argentina that you kind of discovered uh, Satan out of all places. Exactly. That, that's the reason why I brought it up because it's like this. This is a place that you will never think that kind of started my whole journey as a vegan. So I I count that trip as like oh, especially when I actually went vegan because that that trip was the first time I actually like tasted like vegan food. Yeah. Well, I, I like to dive into like your transition. Yeah. So when you were younger and you wanted yeah. to transition to vegan, but you're still living with your parents. Yeah. A lot of people listening. I don't have a lot of people that are like below 20 that live at home that listen to the podcast, but there still might be some. So I would like to address them. But we have a lot of parents that potentially their kids are vegan and they're listening to the show to learn how to be able to kind of just better be there for them. How was that for you? And how did you make that work being vegan while your parents were still cooking? 
Yeah, it was tough. It was tough because, um, again, the first thing um, my parents, there was not, of course, we we know that there was not a lot of information. So that was one. So we they didn't even know what I was talking about. But um, the first thing was my parents thought that I, I was in some kind of cult. Some, That's what know, I was going to say. Did know, they think you were in a yeah, cult? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They thought it was some kind of cult. Like, I mean, like I, I went crazy or like I went, I became a hippie or, you know, they started getting all the sticks, man, all these different paradigms about like this, about the, the just the lifestyle. And I yeah. was like, I just changed my my food. Like, why why is this a big a big deal, right? But then at the same time, me personally, I didn't have enough information. So I I thought I was like Doctor Sevi. I was like, no, you gotta go vegan. You know, you gotta stop eating yeah. animal. Blah, blah, blah. So I was preaching hard, also, yeah. which um it could be a a a a banish or a disadvantage depending on the family. So yeah, going Dr. Sebi is a legend. Yeah. Doctor Sebi is a legend. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, it is a legend. And so, um, so it was a very tough transition in that sense to to communicate that message to my parents. So, it, and it took me several several years to kind of like figure it out. And yeah. what worked for me was um, leading by example. So I would just I would just put it that way. So um, instead of me preaching to them to go vegan, I actually led by example. Uh, I showed them that I can have a healthy lifestyle. But it took me several years to kind of figure that out. So I don't most people might have a different approach. I mean, so for some folks might work, you know, cooking meals for their parents uh, or talking to them about them and show them a video. I did all that. You know, I did all of those. I, I showed them videos. Uh, yeah. I talked to them through books. Uh, I even talked to them through like the medical side because my sister is a doctor. So by having my sister as a doctor, we always sometimes have this kind of battle in in, in, in a good way, right? Like, you know, she yeah. would pull up like they met all the medical um, field, uh, lingo and, 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 and studies and whatnot, and then try to counteract, you know, whatever all the information that I have regarding to vegan and especially plant-based lifestyle. And then we you know we sometimes go back back and forth, but at the end of the day, oh well, she's in medical, you know, so you know, so she'll win that. It she'll discounts win, everything else you're yeah, doing. Everything that I said, right? So what I tried to do was like, okay, uh, let me bring a, a couple of doctors that actually actually have you know medical degree that can speak about this topic, you know. And then even with that information, still like, eh, well, I don't know, that's in the US. Yeah. So it's always something, something. So for me, that was uh, that was always a constant battle. And uh, the, the day that I decided not to fight that and then just lead by example, that's the day that things started changing for me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. Do, do you know, I just had this conversation. Do you know uh, Ella, yeah. Ella Majors from Sexy Fit Vegan? Yes, uh-huh. of course. I actually had it in my pocket as well. I, I was in her as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. I just recorded yeah. with her like two hours ago, basically. Really? But we're, we're talking about the same thing, how like mm-hmm. vegans, like we gain nothing out of pushing veganism, right? Yeah. Like when you think right. of it, like we're just really passionate. Like we just know it makes right. sense for the environment. We know it makes sense for the animal. We know it makes sense for our health. And then we literally go against the grain and grab the hardest path possible where you're not socially accepted, especially when you transition in the 2000s to say like, hey, like this, this feels right. This sounds right. When you look at any other way of eating and no one does that, right? There's no one that's going to be in the meat eating. That's going to be like, push it to the extent that a vegan would push it or don't someone's doing paleo or keto. Like they're, they have strong beliefs now about it, but they have something to gain from it. Like veganism, there's, there's nothing to gain. You're literally going against the grain and most people don't like you at first because of that reason. Correct. But it's such like, Correct. I think people should question like why we're, we feel so strongly about it, even though we have nothing to gain from it because there's something there.
yeah. ultimately. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and, and I understand both sides. Like, like for example, like I've been, I've been on both sides. Like I've been that passionate vegan and spooky vegan is hard. And I understand why I get it, especially like if you are an animal activist and then, you know, for environment or whatever, whatever. So I understand that, that the passion that goes behind it and understand it. And at the same time, um, I, I, we have seen how people get turned off by quote unquote us pushing our agenda and, and, and so yeah so you gotta also see you gotta see your crowd right did you gonna have a crowd or you gotta have a group of people that gravitate towards you know that 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 type of approach but you're gonna have all the softer ones or whatever you want to call that that you would rather have a, a more um easier way to to showcase uh, the, the the lifestyle so yeah you'll, you'll see that mm -hmm. it takes people from different realms because the, the activism and all that helps uh, right. like kind of the same conclusion that you came to was like, if I lead by example, people will come to me to ask questions versus me pushing it on them. Right. And I'm curious how that transitioned for you, because like you have a pretty impressive physique. Like I didn't, I didn't ask mm -hmm. you this on your show, but like, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? I'm six two. Uh -huh. I'm six two. Yeah. And, uh, and on, on my off season, I probably weighed about 220. Uh, on competition weight, I'm probably about 180. So it depends on, on yeah. the, the show, 180, 190. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big guy. So like, yeah. I'm 6'4", 200 right now. So we're okay. you definitely yeah. have more muscle mass than I do. But we're about the same height for people that <laughs> try to imagine what it looks like. Right. So you're a big guy. And again, you went, that was like t almost 21 years ago to transition to vegan. Yeah. So your whole body was built on plants. Correct. And so how, how has that played a role into you being able to kind of influence people in a positive way to eat plant-based absolutely so I, I love that question because um which is a great question by the way um one of the things that i always um uh i was always an athlete i always play i play basketball play baseball soccer football all the different sport uh i even i even played american football as a matter of fact so i even played nice. like all sports so i was always being into sport and um and so i had a, a really bad injury on my and the reason, and I had a really bad injury on my senior year, or actually my freshman year of college. Um, and uh, and basically my whole basketball career got shattered off. Like, okay, this this done deal. Yeah, not going to play anymore. So well, at that point, injure? I played ball uh, for eight years. Did you? ACL, okay. uh, I, yeah, I, I see the basketball behind me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I played for a long time. So it was your knees. I guess your knees. Yeah, about. I got yeah, my, okay. I got on my knee. Yeah, I, I I jumped to grab a rebound. And the guy fell on my knee, and then I ah. just cracked on the other side. I was like. So I, what yeah. I did, I kind of just snap it back in and kept. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. So it, was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was over for me at that point. And so, so when that happened, I was like, okay, what's gonna be next for me? Because sport play a really big role in my life generally. Like since I was a kid, my dad used to take me to like games with him and stuff like that. So I, I, I he brought me up into that world. And I always feel like there's a need for me to have it. So I didn't really have anything else after that. So um, so I started I started uh, seeing bodybuilding as a as an or, or a training lifting weight as an option for me because it's an individual sport. I don't need anyone. It's just all on you. It's yeah. on you. Like you can you can blame your coach if, if you're not doing the work. So let's let's start yeah. from there, right? So so I started seeing training as as an option and um. And and I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and and get 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 on those weights and whatnot to see how it goes. So I used to go flip flops to the gym. I was I was kind of lazy in that sense, right? Because I didn't think I needed it, right? 
So I yeah. used to go to the gym in flip flop. I was with my phone. I was just like driving the way, just like goofing around, basically, never taking it seriously. And um, and during that time, I was in a relationship, and the person I was dating, um, she was like, "Hey, you know, you know what? I wanna, I wanna get in shape. I wanna get in shape, and uh, um, just hire a trainer or whatnot." So we hired a trainer, and then the guy was like, "She and you also have to come. I, I've been, I've been watching you. I've been looking at, I mean, looking at you the way you move when you come to the gym, and you don't have." so knowledge you gotta get in shape as well like it's, you personally has to work out so i was like me i was like all right well you know what i'll, I'll do it so i took a challenge and uh and we started working out man and i fell in love with it right so automatically mm-hmm. i was like i gotta fall in love with it and the next thing that somebody that gets um gets fascinated with the gym is i want to compete <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> i want i want to compete so i want to do a competition now so, and that's how kind of like I, I started really, really training. So when I started learning about training and um, getting into that world, I started finding information from, uh, from different sites. I found Robert's site. That's how I met Robert. And um, because I actually literally was searching for vegan um, fitness information. There was not a lot of information back then. And the, the, the one thing that triggers this whole movement for me was because when I went to the gym, you know, I went to a gym for the first time. And, you know, when you sign to a gym, they give you like a complimentary um, session. Like, oh, yeah, here's a free session. Just okay. So so you can get like familiar with how the process is. And then eventually you, they want to sign you up so you can get like like a personal yeah. trainer or like a gym trainer. Okay. So when I went there, I went with a magazine. And I, I told this guy, like, I want to look like this guy in the magazine. He's just a regular guy, kind of rip and whatnot, right? And then uh, he was like, oh, yeah, 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 I can get you there. We'll, we'll set you on with a training. I'm like, hey, well, there's a caveat. I'm vegan. He was like, oh, my God. No, that's not possible. You're never yeah. going to accomplish that. He, this dude freaked out. I'm like, what do you mean it's not possible? What kind of coach are you? Like, yeah. you, should be, you, should, you should be telling me, well, let me find out because I don't know how to do it. But don't tell me that it's not possible. Like, so he was like, no, it's not possible. You're not going to accomplish that. You're not going to do it. You need protein. You know how that goes. And then yeah. so on and so forth. And then from there, what well, I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find out vegan bodybuilders or something around those lines. I started looking online because I knew there has to be a way. Like, there has to be people like me. I'm not the only crazy one. And I found Robert. And from there, you know, I was like, where you guys at? Like, where you guys hang out? Yeah. I was like, well, I'm I'm here in Portland, and the other one is like, I'm in Seattle, like all over the place. And I was like, oh, I'm free in Texas, so I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna fly to y'all, so I'll fly all the way to whatever these people were, and I started meeting all these different athletes, you know, and that's how I started like getting more inspired. And at that point, I was probably like, I was uh, probably like about two thirty. <laughs> And then they were like, "Why you don't compete? Like you you have such a big frame for no reason." I'm like. I never thought about that way. I just wanted to get big because I wanted to prove people that you can build muscle being a vegan. So yeah. that was like my only motivation there. I didn't really have any other thing motivating me to continue like growing muscle. I just wanted to get big and strong because I wanted to kind of quote unquote prove something, which again, probably not necessarily the right approach, but I just was trying to find something. It's a lot of people's <laughs> approach. You'd be surprised. It's a lot <laughs> of people's approach. To con- like, It's a, a great physique is such a great way to get people to come to you to ask yes. questions about veganism. I agree. Exactly. Yes. And and you know what? It was interesting because I was, and that was why I told you that I laid by example, because through that, I was getting more people asking me about being vegan than when I was like, go vegan, go vegan. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. getting more people 
coming to me like, like, are you vegan? Are you sure? Like, you're not eating like chicken on the side. Like, nah, bro. Like, I've been, I've been, I've been went vegan first before I even started lifting weights. So for me, it's always being being this way. And I'm like, but there's no no way. And then the questions started they're asking me questions about it. And then that's how I was like, okay, now I can use this as a form of activism in some way or somehow because I'm using my own self to show people something. Or not even, I mean, not trying to show and just being myself, but at the same time. People are asking me questions, and then it's creating, it creating uh, some some impact. And you know how many people then uh, come to me and be like, "Hey, you inspire me to do this." You know, I'm working out more. I'm eating less meat, or I changed my lifestyle. I even I even helped transition several people into into plant based and vegan from 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 doing this. So I'm 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 grateful for that, and at the same time, I, I'm 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 happy that I found that path to be able to help others. Because at the end of the day, I want to help people some way, somehow to make the best decision. And we know how beneficial it is, is being plant-based, being vegan, and all these different things. And of course, yeah. you combine that with the health and the fitness and the different things. So I want to, why not share that with others, right? I want to be able to share that information with others. I, I'm not trying to just keep vegan for myself. I mean, like I want everybody able to, to benefit. Yeah. Of course. And, and it's, it's so, it says a lot about you and kind of like the other people that are kind of in the same yeah. realm as us, how right. we're willing to use our body as a, how we're willing to work this hard to have our body be a billboard to represent veganism, to show people right. like, Hey, you can be big, you can be strong, you can be ripped, you can do Ironman, you can have endurance, you can do all of these things. Right. Like I, we, we have to know yourself too. Like I won't ever look like Roger. I don't, like have the patience to work out to get that big. I like endurance stuff. So I'm like, let me prove it my way. Right. Right. And so I'm curious for you because you've done prep, obviously you stepped on stage. So how yes. has the prep been on a vegan diet? Cause when I did mm -hmm. bodybuilding, I wasn't vegan. When I stepped on stage and I got to like 4% body fat, all that, I wasn't vegan right. when I did that. It was like many, many right. years ago. So I remember how shitty it was to prep for that. <laughs> how yes. was that for you? What did that process look like to mm -hmm. be able to step on stage as a vegan? Right. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, the only I only been on stage as a vegan. So I never been or done anything related to like fitness, uh, stage show, any of those things um, as a non-vegan. So mm -hmm. this is the only way I know how the process uh, is, goes. And and for me, has it's, at the beginning, I think the most important thing was you need to find the right help. It's like you don't, you don't want to talk to a coach that um, doesn't understand, knows, or at least uh, is willing to learn uh, about plant-based uh, because – the first thing, a lot of coaches, um, when you tell them that you are plant-based, um, they'll be like, oh, no, you 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 have to eat chicken or you have to whatever, right? So they'll, they'll completely, especially because we're talking about at the, is they prepping, is they giving you a, a meal plan or, or even if they're giving you macros, right? They, um, they're going to say, well, you know, you need to eat some amount of protein and they'll, they'll probably don't have no idea what kind of protein sources you can as a vegan take. To be able to uh, maximize your, your workout, so yeah. so it's important that that you find the right help. Uh, and then now there's tons of vegan coaches, or at least there's a lot of vegan. There's a lot of vegan coaches, and now on top of that, there's a lot of now coaches that they're seeing um, the progression of of the of the lifestyle, and then now they incorporate it, uh, or they at least they they got more familiar with that. 
So yeah. for me, the first time I uh, I prepped for a show, um, it, it was a completely different game because I was more shocked about the workout more than the food power because I've always been vegan, so I didn't need to change much of that. But the the way you work out to train for for a show, I was like, I don't know if people consider bodybuilding a sport because of the the whole aesthetic, you know, you you on stage and all these different things. But the way I train, <laughs> man, and plus you have an off season and a season. I was like yeah. the way I train. I mean, you know, from the cardio perspective to to the uh, lifting weight and, and all the different sets and repetitions and all these different things. I was like, no, I, literally, I, to me, this this is a sport. Even though you on stage for like I don't know five seconds and then you you have to post in a in which is the hard part. Clothes. Right. Yes. Like I killed right. myself from the past year to put on muscle right. and then cut for three for like 12 to 16 right. weeks. Right. And you step on stage, do a few poses, and then bam, and, out, and then they judge you. And that's it. Exactly. And then the the other aspect of all of it was so for me was the 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 training was was tough just because of the amount of hours that I need to give into it. Then yeah. add to that, you have to include um your personal life, right? So you already kind of segregated to some extent from the world for for whatever reason. Uh, now when you, you when you prepping, it's even more because you know your social life kind of takes a little plunge because now you know you're not going out to eat with your friends and and having all the different things, and then you have to understand and you might have to meal prep, you have to organize yourself, and the consistency plays a role. You don't want to like train hard for like three months and then the last couple of weeks then you 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 mess it up completely now you know what I mean? yeah, so it's yeah. all these different one things. bad meal can screw it up before the completely show. right yeah. so for me it was like there was there was the aspect of the mental game so there was a gaming between the game and that game was a mental game mm-hmm. if you able to to dominate that then you can accomplish anything in life and this can apply for anything not just like bodybuilding it could apply for anything so that mental step mental gain that you needed to to be in that mindset kind of like Kobe Bryant said like mamba mentality or whatever you want to call it but yeah. you know you had that that mental that mental aspect of it it was to play a key role because you have to be focused you have to you have to do your your due diligence even if it's repetitive you had to you have to meal prep or whatever it is that you needed to do like it, you have to follow that to a T to be able to accomplish the goal and then you don't have no once you complete those things and you follow those things you won't have any, you should have no reason to say, well, you know, I did my best or I went on stage yeah. and it's all about the judges because you did everything. Like, I think one time Tori told me, like, you can't blame the judges for the results, right? But you can blame yourself for not giving the effort. So yeah. so with that said, it's like, you, you're right. Like, if you're giving it all, following your plan and following your coaches' instructions or whoever is, is training you or coaching you, if you're following those things, um, the result you let that to the judges, but at least you you know you did everything. But if you hear and they're cheating or what they call it, or or maybe I eat a, a, a cheat meal or whatever you want to name it uh, every now and then, then you you can't expect to you know great results because you're not following the things the way you're supposed to. So the mind game or that mindset basically plays a key role in any any process. And this this one is is the one that you have to also take into consideration. So for me, it was important. Yeah, for sure. It's such a strict process to be able to step yes. on stage. And yeah. so I want someone to ask you, so do you know your percentage when you step on stage, your body fat percentage? Uh, last time, last time it was like, a well, it was like about 4%, 4% body yeah. fat. Yeah. And so what do you hang out at outside of being in season and on stage? Oh. 
Jeez, probably like 10 percent by far right yeah, so yeah. i'm just bringing it up because people yeah. a lot of people like they'll see the photos of like you being shredded me being shredded i'll be like i want to look like that all year round it's like man you're gonna be miserable if you hang out yes. there all year round like yeah. all athletes that that compete right. in most sports right. hang out at like for men around like 10 12 like i like yeah, to hang out around 12. 12 12 i feel uh -huh. like superman but uh -huh. i like to hang out around that range like you don't stay mm -hmm. shredded all year round because you have to be like so strict with your nutrition to be able to maintain that. That's why like, you know, if you, if you do like your prep perfectly and then mm -hmm. two days before you just have a burger with some fries, you just messed up all your work. Completely. Like your show is going to be shit. You just, you just lost the whole thing just with one yep. meal two days before because your mm -hmm. body's so fine tuned at that point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you're totally right. Um, the, the competition. So that's the reason sometimes why a lot of people don't like to promote bodybuilding uh, as, a, as a way of living, because it, it can be it can be confusing for folks because that's not the way they look or I look all year long, because that's not that's not it might not even be healthy. You know, yeah. you might not oh, we get chunky off season. season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So off season, you you know, off season, you pretty much um, you know, you, I won't say you eat everything, but you you don't have so many restrictions. So, for example, with food and whatnot, you're not quote unquote dieting. It's how they call it. So, um, but at the same time, I mean, my the way I eat um, now have not changed that much from what I eat on my off season. I just might have uh, uh, every now and then I might have, you know, I'll go to a vegan restaurant, for example, and then I have some some delicious, I don't know, Mexican vegan food, for example. Uh, right now, you know, you limit that to, to right now for, for competition. So, but, um, but yeah, I completely agree that, you know, you have to, you have to have that right mindset. And then you don't want to think that this is the, the, the battery that I have all time or all year long. I really, yeah, because that's when I think that's where people kind of get stuck. They see like, well, yes. that's what these people that are successful are doing right. to get this lean. So therefore this is what I need to do to try to right. get this lean. But people never have an exit plan out of it. They just think right. that looking that way is the end goal. And then they don't think about what is needed to maintain it and what's the healthier path ultimately after. Right. So like how out of like a one year cycle, mm -hmm. when you're going to step so, on stage, like how long do you stay at 4% body fat? Like a week, two weeks? Uh, yeah. So so basically, um, so I right now I go, I'm competing uh every two or three years so I, I don't compete every year so right so yeah i give my body enough time to to rest to prep um you know to, build so muscle. Muscle, yeah to build muscle exactly so my office are pretty long i know i know folks that they they compete like every year or every other year or they have some kind of cadence i i don't i try to spread it out a little bit more um maybe i'm not a, a such a such a strong a passionate with competing like like some I, I love it i like it but at the same yeah. time i i have some other things also that i will have in my bucket so so i don't really focus 100 percent like on competing uh, so that's the reason why you know i'll stay four percent for example four three percent body fat um during the show and then uh and then slowly i'll start you know doing that uh that, that reverse dieting so I can yeah. start bringing my calories back and going into my off season. And then I remained that way for a couple of years. So last time I yeah. competed was in 2019. Uh, okay. So, so it's been a while and uh, I was supposed to compete. I was supposed to compete every other year, 
Um, but I had a couple of years in between because I was doing some other things, right? And yeah. then I was like, okay, so this year came, I was like, you know what, I'm ready to compete. Uh, I'm going to take a show. And um, luckily for me, the show that I'm picking up is close by. So I'll be able to do a local show. So Nice. All right. One thing I want to point out is your healthy mindset when it comes to it, because a lot of people will be like, oh, I need to do a show. I'm getting fat. Like I need to like start that process. He's like, no, man, I'm just going to take two, three years. I'm a bulk up, pack on some muscle, remove right. the stress. Because I think too many people get tied up. I th- I'll yeah. put it this way. I think most people that haven't had a six pack or been in like shape, tip top yeah. shape, want it so badly that they're willing to like ignore all the other areas of their life to trying to get this specific thing. And I think that's kind of where we're all at the first time we compete. Right. But then eventually like, well, there's friends, there's family, there's career, there's mission, there's impact. I want to serve. There's other things that you yes. want to do. And then you realize like, oh, fitness is not my whole life, but it's a part of my life. And I think once you make that distinction, then you fall into the healthy mindset that you have, which is like, hey, let's just compete every two, three years. And then I can focus on those other things and then do compete for fun. Not because I feel like I'm getting chunky and I need to lose weight um, because you have kind of that handle. And I think most people too, like they compete every like six months or a year, like your physique's not different, right? You don't have time to put on enough muscle for your physique to be different the next time you cut. I agree. And then another thing is, um, that doesn't mean that it's just because I'm not competing. I'm not training. I still train. I'm still yeah. training. I'm still staying active. You know, I'm riding my bike, you know, I'm, I might dabble in a different sport, uh, but I'm still, you know, still stay active because for me, I, I use a gym as a, not only as a place that I, um, I can, I, I can relieve and I can feel good about myself and work on my physique, um, so I use that for that perspective, but I also, um, I also do some other activity. So not because, you know, I'm not competing. It doesn't mean I'm not training. And, uh, yeah. so I, I want people to, to understand that too. So, so you, you, you know, if you want to compete, great, then make, make, make that your goal and you're going to get on stage. Maybe you want to check it out, your bucket list, how, whatever is that your goal is, but you know, and that's, you don't have to do that, right? You don't, you don't have to be a, a, a bodybuilder or a, a bikini girl or any of those things. I mean, that's, that's, that's up to everyone's personal goal. Um, is you do get the right help, um, you know, with the right people, but then you got my team, he got experience in that. You can ask questions, you know, ask all the different questions. He, he, he'd be able to help you assist you because he had not only have experience, but he also he had the knowledge. So, yeah. but for most, for most people that wants to just stay, um, you know, with a good physique, this, this, uh, you know, your program is probably a good, good way to, to accomplish that because they, um, then, you know, you still look good, but feel good about yourself and do use it as a healthy, um, methodology more than anything else. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I, I'm always upfront with people. If people mm-hmm. want to step on stage, I'm not the guy to bring yeah. them there. I'm the guy that's going to bring you like lean so you look good at the beach, but stepping on stage and like being dehydrated and shredded and your skin sticking to your muscle, I refer people elsewhere, right? There's, there's Yakamo, there's Tori, there's a bunch of people that like actively do it. To me, competing is like doing an Ironman or hiking Everest. It's like a thing on your list. I like, I did this, but you know, we talked about before we started recording, actually it's kind of perfect kind of full loop people are scared to kind of test out and try new things. Mm-hmm. And so me, to me, I was like, well, let's just do bodybuilding. Yep. Let's give it a shot. I was like, I didn't have that great of an, it was cool to do, but I wasn't, I wasn't in love with the process. I was like, ah, I'm going to go do something else instead. Right. 
So right. it was like a checking off of the list. And I was like, let's do an Ironman. Let's go trying to like hike Everest, which was on the list at one point. Um, but so for the people listening, don't feel like you need to do a show because to get fit, like you can get fit without prepping for a show. It's like the someone right. put it this way. It's the cherry on top of the Sunday. Exactly. Right? To do a show. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, absolutely. Absolutely. And then for, for me, like um, in my last show, 2019, I, I became a pro. So I uh, obtained my pro Oh, I didn't card. know that. Congrats, yeah man. yeah yeah so yeah thank you yeah so i became a, a pro bodybuilder um from a um from an nff federation which is a natural federation so all natural nice i just and, got my title uh, for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> there you go and uh um and, and it, it was it was a great accomplishment because i remember my first show it was in 2014 2014 mm-hmm. i did my first show and um it was uh it was in austin texas a matter of fact and even robert was there Giacomo and the whole and the whole team was there. I mean, all these folks were there. So I was inspired by all these vegan badass vegan was there. Tori was there. All these different names, right? Yeah. And um, I did my first show. I did um, I, I did physique. So yeah. I got on stage. I was I think it was like about six guys on stage, and uh, I think I played like uh, I played like fifth or something like that. I was fifth out of six. So I was like, I was this. I was devastated. I was like, I was mad. I get down with my head down, and then Robert, as a matter of fact, Robert was like, "Hey man, Roger, why, why are you mad?" Like I'm like, "I'm mad. I didn't win." <laughs> yeah, like for sure, first show. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's like, "This is your first show. Are you crazy? Like this is your first show?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I train so hard. You, you don't think about this guy train hard?" And then he will talk to me. He was like, "Listen, I didn't even, I didn't even place in my first show. Like, Mister Robert, she didn't place in the first show. He's like, yeah, I didn't even place in my first show.'" You know, if this is something that you want to do, you just have to keep training, keep trying, keep, you know, keep going at it. You'll get better. You'll get, you know, you'll train, you know, stuff like that. So he talked to me and I was like, I feel better. You know, you got, you got Mr. Grandfather of bodybuilding talking to you about it. So I was like, you know what? You're right. And, um, and then I did my second show after that two years. Uh, I think it was like two years later. And uh, I think I play, I plays, uh, I play third. I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going up, right? You know, first yeah. show, play fifth, third show, play third. And then um, my third show, then that's when I won, actually. So I, that's when I won, won my pro card in that show. In 19? In 19, yes. Uh-huh. So there's what, and like then, five years difference? Like yeah, you did, yeah. Like you did three shows in five years. Right. Again, so you took like the time to bulk and actually change your physique. Right. And then, so when I won in 19, uh, I had to do a show because there was a rule that you have to mandatory do a show the next following year after you won your pro. So in 2020, and sorry, in 2020, I did my, my, my fourth show. And then I, as a pro, my first pro show ever. And yeah. I didn't even, I didn't, even, I was not even in the top 10. Yeah. Well, it's like now you're playing NBA level, right? Like it's a different exactly. ball game. Now it's a different game. So you're playing college ball it, to NBA. It's like, ah, oh, it's a different kind of competition. Exactly. So now, yeah, now you're playing with the big boys. Exactly. So now it's like, now, you know, you're doing shows where you have like five, six guys, seven guys. Now you're doing shows with 15, 20 guys. So it's like, yeah. whoa. So it's different. And of course, the competition is, 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 is much, much better. And uh, I did my first show as a pro in the 20, in 2020, and, and I didn't even play. So this is gonna be my second show as a pro now too. So I'm excited. I'm actually gonna do. I'm gonna do two shows this year because I changed a little bit of my strategy. 
And now we'll see what we're talking about it. I changed a little bit of my strategy. So I'm going to have, I'm going to do two shows. So I'm going to do shows on October 7th and I'm going to do one on the 30th. And then I'm done, I'm done for, for, for the season. So I'm going my off season. And who knows what I know. Maybe two years from the road, I might do another show now. But for now, I'll focus on something else. Nice. And you're going to do it in Texas? Yeah. Yeah, so both uh, both shows are gonna be in Texas. One is actually gonna be here in um, in Houston, and then the other one is gonna be on a town that is about like two. It's about five hours, so I, I'm gonna be I'm driving to that town, staying in that town for the weekend. You know how you usually do when you go yeah, to shows yeah. that are our town, yeah. 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 Oh, nice man. Well, I'm gonna I'm yeah. supposed to go see Adam Sud, who lives in in Texas as well. So yeah, okay. w- once I'm in town, yeah. I'll text you. We'll go for a workout. Do you still play ball? Oh, yeah. I do every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not as, not as, I don't no have more my, dunking. My, my, no more dunking. I don't have my hops anymore. <laughs> not crazy, <laughs> man. You, <laughs> like you're, you're younger and then you're like, you're just bouncing everywhere. And then you bulk up to like 200 plus pounds and you just feel like a brick. You just jump and you just go like, bang. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't jump anymore. Yeah. Gravity's yeah, yeah. a bitch when you, when you get heavier, it's just like, you don't get up as high. You touched like, I tried dunking the other day and like, the, I just like smacked it in the <laughs> rim. Like just the ball, I just hit it. I missed it. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> get loose. Now you gotta, gotta get a bit lighter. Yeah. You gotta play, you gotta all head fake and, and just, you know, hessy and all this kind of move, all these tricks. <laughs> yeah. The body doesn't move the same way when you're heavier, right? You just try to do like a spin move and then your whole body with the momentum of your weight just like throws you off. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, Robert plays ball too, right? I think he did mention, I was hanging out with him. We went yeah. training at the Golds in Venice. And I think yeah. he did mention that. Yeah, I told him yeah. we, we should play a game. We should just play like yeah. a vegan basketball game at one point. We should. You know, I'm out. Uh, you know who also plays ball now that we're talking about this? Um, Vanessa. You know Vanessa? You know Vanessa? Vanessa from, from she, what? Um, Vanessa from Colorado. She she wrote a book with Robert as well. Um, okay. Yeah, she plays ball. She actually used to be a, a really good basketball player. She used to play. She used to play D one. Oh, um, really? Yeah, badass vegan play ball. There's a there's a couple of guys that play basketball on our team. We should we should definitely have a a, a vegan basketball. Oh, uh, tournament. Might have to yeah. organize that in Venice Beach, <laughs> a little vegan basketball that game. Would, yeah, with some food at that. After that, ooh, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, shit, man, vegan versus meat eaters. Who just like. <laughs> Who's vegan? We get like Chris Paul on our side. We get like all the vegan NBA <laughs> players to kind of come. Yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah, that yeah. would be nice. You got Kyrie Irving is is playing base, and a couple of those guys that can play ball that are that are playing base. That would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Let me think on that. I think that would be really yeah. cool. The thing is, we're mm-hmm. all pretty tall though. Like, we gotta find a point guard. <laughs> we do, we do, we do, we do. We definitely have to find. A we're all like big men, basically. We're all like centers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, definitely. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I shit. Like I'm a, I'm, man, I'm gonna think of that. That would be cool because, like, yeah, you know how it is in the vegan world. Once you kind of get connected with people, you get connected with everyone, and then exactly. now it's kind of like now I feel that I'm connected to everyone. So yes. I think it would be really cool to do something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Same way. Same way. Same way. Yeah. I mean, when once you start meeting a couple couple of vegan, and then we are we are a small community, but a big community in the same way, right? The thing is, like, we all kind of spread out all over the, the nation. Which is which is yeah. good, and which is good because you know you you could go to a place and you know you have a friend there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll definitely Austin, text you. Know. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah, text yeah, you yeah. when I go to Texas. Um, Please try and go. go there in the next few months, for sure. Let me know. Um, I'll, I'll I'll drive to Austin, wherever you are, and then I'll we'll, we'll meet we we'll meet there. We'll have some food or whatnot. Have 
workout, whatever we need to do. Awesome, man. Well, mm -hmm. Roger, mm -hmm. I, I want to say, man, a big thank you for, for taking the time to jump on the show. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your insights. Cause I don't, I haven't really talked about this with people when it comes to like bodybuilding prep and kind of everything that it involves. So that was kind of like a first out of like 200 plus episodes we ever recorded. So I appreciate that. You're welcome. Anytime. I mean, if anyone have any questions, I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. You can reach out to me and I'll, I'm glad to, to, to have a conversation. I see whenever you're in Texas, let me know. And whenever I'm in California, I'll let you know too as well. Cause I, I like going places. Yeah, absolutely. And so for mm -hmm. all the people listening, I'll put all of Roger's link down below. So his Instagram, his his podcast, his YouTube channel, all of that. So I'll link all that below. So you go show him some love and some support. And for the uh, Spanish speaking community, and you do have some content, right? Because the podcast is Latino Vegano. Right. Yeah. So I do an episode in Spanish and I do an episode in English as well. And then eventually I'll do Portuguese when I learn the language very well. So, but in the meantime, we'll, we'll keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about that because you can do like an AI translator with like your voice. Yeah. But in like, for example, if I do Fit Vegan Spanish, you can just right. AI transcript the whole thing with my voice, but in Spanish. Can, um, yes, you can. Yeah. You know, like Mr. Right. Beast? on youtube uh-huh he, he has a, he has a couple spanish yeah. and a few channels but it's all like ai transcripted so are they yeah okay yeah so okay. something to do for the future yeah yeah absolutely that's a that's a good idea now um the the only one thing is like if you can if you can have someone at least kind of scan through it because sometimes they make mistakes even in english they make uh, good they make yeah, mistakes. Yeah. They, they might translate your name differently right so you you don't want them to say you want them to say corn not something else right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah we're gonna we're gonna bull check there's gonna be some bad transcripts sometimes yeah awesome yeah, so, well roger right. appreciate you man thank you you're for welcome, jumping myself. on and for everyone thank you very much for listening and make sure to check the links down below bye y'all thanks Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.